Hey everybody, how's it going? It is Tuesday, September 12th, 9.33 a.m. How's everybody doing today? Oh, weather is decent here where I am right now. It's a little, little windy. It's supposed to get up to about 75 today. Skies are mostly blue. A little, little, little partial cloudy, a little overcast, but nothing crazy. Should be a nice day. Exciting stuff coming out today. Um, today, obviously, is the 12th. Apple's going to do their big reveal for the next iPhone today. So we'll get to take a look and see what all's going to happen with that. Which is good because I'll be picking up a new phone um, maybe next month, maybe November. I'll be, I'll be buying a new phone. And so... Um, you know, once I do that, once I get, you know, my new phone, this is this will help decide because right now I'm between essentially three devices. And the third depends totally on what Apple does. Right now I'm looking at the new the Samsung, the S8, um, and LG's new phone, the V30. But as a third runner, I'm possibly considering the new iPhone, just depending on what all they've done with it, because since, um, what's his name, died, Steve Jobs died, and Tim Cook took over for Apple, I think that they're finally heading in the right direction, where they're becoming more open source, like Google is, and that was the big thing that I liked about Android, was that it was open source, It you could sort of do your own thing with Android, you could make it whatever you wanted. And, and Apple was a good smartphone, sort of like a good cookie cutter smartphone that like everybody could have and you could make your own small changes to it to make it different. But for the most part, it's all the same phone where really, as far as, you know, all Android phones are concerned is pretty much the only thing that makes all Android phones the same is just what brand and model you've got. After that, you can do just un like unlimited amount of, you know, design changes to it. And I suppose with iPhones you could do that, but you have to jailbreak it. And Android phones come like that out of the box, you know, that are, you let you modify it like that, so. Plus my biggest thing too is sideloading apps. Being able to sideload apps so that you don't have to get them directly from the Play Store, from the App Store and stuff like that, that's a pretty big deal. So we'll find out. See see what happens after today. If Apple comes through and makes does some pretty cool things, makes some major changes, you know, maybe I'll look into getting the iPhone 8 or 7S or whatever they're going to do. But I'm not 100% sold on it right now. Right now I'm either going Samsung or LG. That's Those are going to be my first, probably that's my 1 and 2 right there. Samsung 1, LG 2, and then, you know, we'll we'll go from there. We'll see how it shakes up. I'll do some side-by-sides on them and see what we can come up with. But really today, um, yesterday, I'm not really sure why I didn't do this yesterday. I sort of forgot about it, I guess. But we were, go ahead, let's cover some football today. Because last week, uh, for me in particular, was a was a great week in football. I, I had I had a great week in football. You know, um, all the all the games played. All my teams won, and, you know, some of the teams that I, you know, a lot of the teams that I hate lost, and so it was good, uh, college and pro level, 
it was very nice. You know, um, UK football got their win. Of course, they only played EKU, so it didn't really mean much, but they won by a couple of touchdowns there. Um, Ohio State lost at home. It was amazing. Um, and on the pro side, the Patriots lost last Thursday. I'm pretty sure I covered that already. Patriots lost. And... Um, what do you call it? Uh, the Steelers won on Sunday. They beat the Browns. In a game that was closer than I would ra have rather it been, usually when I like to see the Steelers play the Browns, I like to see them just totally blow them out because the Browns are just so bad. But a win is a win. You know, they won by three points. Uh, I don't like that margin, but it's still a W, and, and I'm going to take that all day. But, you know, we're... Well, they'll they're they're doing okay. They'll they'll figure it out. You know, everybody's everybody's sort of getting back in their groove. Everybody's back and healthy, so they're figuring it out for this season, trying to get everything dialed in so they could go deep down the stretch, which is what I think is inevitable. It's going to happen as long as somebody doesn't get hurt. The Steelers have a real chance of making something out of this season, so I'm really looking forward to it. Just because, as far as you know, as far as the AFC is concerned, there's only a few teams that are really ever ever doing anything. And, you know, depending on what how things go with the Patriots, that's really how it is, how it looks this season. I mean, there might be somebody late in the year that'll jump out and maybe make something happen, but I, I would say right now, the the advantage, the the push is leaning towards the the Patriots and the Steelers for this season to make to make a showing, you know? So, but you know, there's a lot of time left. We'll see. I think that to shift away from pro football, um I think that college football though, we're in a unique position this year. You know, like I said, I'm a Kentucky fan, uh, admittedly. I, I do like SEC football as a whole. So really, anytime SEC football is playing anybody outside of conference, I'm, I'm willing to root for that team. Um, like I was, huge shout out to Georgia for beating Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Um, that's That was a great win for them. Georgia is not expected to do much this season. And Notre Dame's been terrible for a few years now, but it's still a good win just because it's it's good to see even a bad SEC team get a win against another team outside of conference because it just proves how bad everybody else really is. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a Kentucky fan, you know, first, I would say, and I do prefer, I do prefer to see him win. And Kentucky's in a unique position this year, guys, where uh, as far as their football is concerned, you know, they've got a chance to be bowl eligible before the season's like halfway over with. You know, with all the bowl games and stuff like that that they've got, it, it, it doesn't mean much, I don't think, uh, at least. Oh, excuse me. Um, when I'm, th when I look at, the the postseason schedule and how it goes. I I only believe in the big bowl games myself. I think that that's really where 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 the money is, where you've proven that you're a good team. When you go to like the Alamo Bowl or the Sugar Bowl or the the Peach Bowl or the Orange Bowl or the Rose Bowl or the Cotton Bowl, I, all that stuff, all those games, those are the big ones. Those are the important games. I think personally. Um. 
all these other bowl games that they've invented, lots of ones that Kentucky have gone to, like the the Liberty City Bowl or the Music City Bowl or the, the Liberty Bowl and stuff like that. Like, I don't believe in a lot of these. I, I just think that it's something just to fill the void give us extra games, which I'll definitely take because I'll, I'll always want to watch college football. I love it. But, you know, it's it's really watered down. And, I mean, you've only got to win like six or seven games to become bowl eligible these days. So your team doesn't really have to be that great for them to have a shot of going anywhere. You know what I mean? But the fact of the matter is, is that it gives it gives Kentucky a chance to maybe make something out of themselves. If they end the season on a good note, um, they've got a chance to rope some better recruits in, and then you know, of course, they can have a chance to to do something even better with those recruits in the following years. So it's still uh, it's it's pretty cool. I, I think it's it, they've got a good shot to do something with the stretch that they've got. They beat Southern Miss, beat EKU. They have to go to South Carolina this week and play in Columbia, which is going to be a tough game. South Carolina is not really that great. They're certainly not Steve Spurrier great, but they're not a bad team either, you know. Um, so it'll be a challenge for them. Their first SEC game just happens to be a road game. I don't like that. Um, I'm really hoping that it's in the cards for them and that they can rise to the occasion because that seems to be how Kentucky plays. They play bad against bad teams, but they put, they make a good showing and they play good against better teams. You know, I mean, they beat Louisville last year with relatively the same team, so it's, they just they rose to the occasion. You know, they were they were able to play at that high level, and then to follow that game up, they come back to Lexington and they play. Um, they come back to Lexington and they play Florida, which Florida is that's going to be that's that's an interesting situation with Florida because right now Florida's only ranked 24th. Uh, they're barely inside the top 25, and I, I don't necessarily know if they got a fair bid at it because they were already they were middle of the top 25, and they had to play Michigan, who was I, I would say I mean Michigan won so they were obviously the better team but. You know, Michigan was arguably the better team to begin with. You know, Florida doesn't really have a whole lot going for them as of right now. But with that being said, they're still Florida. They're still a ranked SEC team, which means they still got a shot to. Sorry about that. They've still got a shot to beat anybody, and you know, I think that that's a big deal. That's nothing to that's that's nothing to slouch on. You know, when I when I think about the rivalry of them coming to Lexington, it, I mean, we haven't beat we haven't beat Florida in like 20 years. I mean, it's been a long time since they've beat Florida. So I would love to see them beat Florida. I, I would love to see it. I don't necessarily know if that game is in the cards for them, but Florida is sort of on the ropes right now, and they've got they're in a unique position where Florida is is in a put up or shut up you know sort of spot right now where maybe they've got maybe they're just enough on the ropes to where we can come in if we can beat South Carolina we can come in on some high momentum Florida State like a, or Florida we could sort of have them up against the ropes just because of the way their season has gone so far and we've got a chance maybe to shock them and maybe get a good win out, out of them uh you know early or you know if we could try to put them away early 
and just let the defense do its thing through the rest of the game, we've got a reasonable shot to win that. And, I mean, that puts us at four wins right there. I think that that's hoping for a lot. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But still, you know, because after the Florida game, we don't really play anybody for, like, two more games. I think we play we play East Michigan, and I want to say maybe somebody else we play. And I'm, maybe that somebody else is Missouri. And Missouri is uh, I, definitely, I would say, the weakest team of the SEC as far as, you know, football is concerned. They're easily the weakest team, Mizzou. And so, um, you know, we play Mizzou at some point. And like I said, we got Eastern Michigan. If we can pull those off, I mean, boom, you know, there's six, there's six wins right there. And we've got a chance to beat some other teams down the stretch to get us a seventh win. I think there's a very real possibility with a little bit of luck, we could end this season with eight, maybe if we're really, or seven, maybe if we're really lucky, eight wins. But I look for this team to go at least, to have at least six wins. And I, I don't think that it's it's stretching the imagination at all to say they leave the season with seven wins and and go to a bowl game. So there's a there's a, a there's a pretty reasonable shot here for them for them to happen. Um in other news, like I said, Kentucky got their win, but Ohio State lost at home to Oklahoma. And they didn't just lose. Oklahoma came in and just and just thumped them man just beat them down i mean but rolled them and did it in amazing you know sooner fashion at the end of the game baker mayfield spikes the the oklahoma flag ou flag into the middle of the o on the buckeyes field and it's just hilarious looking at the buckeye fans that were still in the stadium watching it just the look of disbelief on their face like just got totally embarrassed and I'm, I have some Ohio State friends uh, on Facebook that were saying, that was a, it was a classless move, that was a classless move, and it's like, you know, like, come on, man, all's fair in love and war, and this sport is definitely a war, this is a battle out here, so you, you can't be mad at that, I mean, there's, there's disgrace everywhere in the league, and you know what, until Ohio State comes back and they beat Oklahoma again, because they beat them last year in Oklahoma, until Ohio State comes back and beats them again, it it doesn't matter. Ohio State fans can say whatever they want. Until Ohio State gets the win, it's not going to matter. Personally, as much shit talking as Ohio State fans do, I don't really think they have a lot of room to talk about anything because I mean seriously, as far as far as college football is concerned, like Ohio State fans, Big 10 fans in general, but Ohio State fans are like some of the worst because they like they just they are nonstop and I, I guess it's they're they're just good fans and they're just annoying to everybody else because they just won't shut the hell up and they won't admit how they won't admit how good anybody else is see that's the problem is like at the at, when it comes to like to relate it back because Kentucky's not good at football or at least not compared to anybody that is good. Um, but to switch gears, and we'll say for basketball's sake, you know, I'm a Kentucky basketball fan, diehard, no matter what, born and raised in Lexington. Like, that's that's it for me. Kentucky basketball is where it stops. I've never liked anybody else but Kentucky basketball. 
there's a picture of me before I'm I was one years old one year one years old before I was one year old sitting and draped in UK everything with UK basketballs and pom poms and UK banners and stuff hanging behind me. I was born into into the the UK fan base, but at the same time. I would like to say that I've got enough respect about the sport to acknowledge when there's a reasonable threat out there as far as a good team is concerned. And every year, and this year, just like every year, it's the usual suspects. You know, this year the threats are Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas. Not surprised. UCLA may make something out of themselves. Personally, I don't see it happening. I think there's a bid this year for Michigan State, but again, I don't really see that happening. But really, those three guys, Kansas, Duke, and North Carolina, the, it's the, always the four blue blood schools making a run for the title. Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas. It's always us four. I, don't, I have enough respect for the game to acknowledge that those three teams could pose a threat to Kentucky's dominance. I think that Kentucky is the best team, hands down, and I'm going to be a good fan, just like a lot of those Ohio State fans are good fans and thinking that OSU is the best. However, I'm not going to disrespect the game and say that Ohio State is, or Kentucky is head and shoulders above everybody else no matter what the scenario is, no matter what the records show, no matter what the schedule says, they're just better than everybody because that's ridiculous. And I feel like nine times out of ten, that's what you're getting out of an Ohio State fan is just some ridiculous kid who really does think that Ohio State is that much better than everybody else for like, for, for what? For what? Ohio State's won one championship, like, since they've been dominant, since I've been watching college football since I was a kid, you know, tune, tuning in, they had those runs in the mid-2000s, and when everybody was talking all that shit, and then what happened? Ohio State was the best team in the world, they were running the score up on people, they were going to beat everybody, and then they played Florida. And Florida beat the brakes off of them. Tim Tebow and, and Chris Leak and Urban Meyer and the Gators ran all over Florida and embarrassed them, made them look stupid. Ohio State scored one touchdown, I think, the first time that they played each other. Because I think they went to back-to-back -back championship games against each other, Florida and Ohio State. I think. I'm probably wrong, but I think so. But that one championship game... Ohio State ran the opening kickoff back and I was in and it was like man that's it that was all that Florida needed to get dialed in and see what they were about and they mopped the floor with them and that's the story of Ohio State is playing good until they've really got to play somebody and then they get beat I mean they've had the one good season the one winning season, and they had Ezekiel Elliott on their team. That was how they won, was they had Ezekiel Elliott, who's like a freak of nature, who's like, he's he's insanely good. I mean, that kid was NFL-ready playing for Ohio State. You know what I mean? He was He was their whole team. And so... The, it's it where they have no body of work to go off of. This is not. It's like they they think that they're gonna beat Alabama every single year. Granted, the fact that Alabama's got like ha, is playing with grown men, NFL ready players every single year. Like every five star recruit in the country goes there. Like, but they think that they're better than Alabama just because they're Ohio State and they have no body of work. 
And it's like people fail to realize that teams like Alabama or Auburn or LSU or Florida, they have to go through the gauntlet before they can make it to a college football playoff. They have to make it. They have to go through the gauntlet, man, because they've got to play each other. They have to play SEC teams. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's it's ridiculous. They've got to. They have to play each other just for a chance to be the best. And they shoot each other down. They shoot each other out. If Alabama goes to the championship game or goes into the college football playoff with a loss, it's because they had to play the other best SEC team and they came up short. And it's like, yeah, if you had to play the second best team in the country, chances are you'd probably lose too. Because Alabama and Clemson have traded games, you know. And and so, like, right now, uh, what, uh Clemson is ranked two again, which I would say makes sense because, again, for the past three years, it's been Alabama and Clemson. But it's like, really, there's there's Clemson and then there's like nobody else. I mean, you know, I think what's the top four right, the top three right now or top four right now is, is no, Oklahoma's two and Clemson's three, I think. Yeah, they've got Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, and USC. And to be honest with you, I think that I think that Alabama and Clemson could beat Oklahoma and USC. Really, no matter like no matter who played who, I think that those were the two teams that would come out on top. And so, like you know, maybe Oklahoma could shock them, but I'd be surprised. But you know, that's like when the way you look at it, it's just those two teams. So if you look anywhere else out in the league right now, out in the season, I mean, Michigan State, Michigan's. Not that good this year. Ohio State has already lost to to Oklahoma because Ohio State's not that good this year. The only reason that Penn State is any good is just because they're the best in the Big Ten, which is not a strong conference. And so then you've got Clemson, who, like I said, who's been back and forth with Alabama. Alabama, who's been good for the last 15 years. Oklahoma, who's coming back around. They're having a great season this year. And uh, USC who I don't I, as a, as person who likes USC football I don't even really think that they're that good it's just they're playing Pac-12 football which means that it's a shootout it's just a battle of whose arm can get tired first because they're scoring 50 60 points a game so it doesn't really mean much you know what i mean their game doesn't mean anything i don't think at least but you know we'll see we'll see how it goes Personally, I think it's going to come down to Alabama again, just because of the, just you know looking at it the way that they're playing. I think it's going to be them, but time will tell. We'll see how it shakes up. I, I got faith in the other guys, but you know, still, like I, I think they can make a season out of it. I just think that Alabama is better than them, and I'm not even an Alabama fan. I'm just an SEC fan that that I, I I know what I'm looking at. I understand what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? And these other guys, really, I mean, Ohio State fans are just refusing to believe anything else other than Ohio State, which is be is only being a good fan up to a certain point. Because at some point, you have to recognize that somebody that somebody is better than you, and you know that like right now, obviously, they recognize that Oklahoma's better than them because they got beat at home. But there's other people out there that could that are are, are going to put a stop to them. They're going to end them. You know. But, you know, it's it it's whatever. It's going to be a good season, no matter what, personally. I don't really care who wins it, to be honest with you. I would rather see an SEC team win. 
I don't care really who wins it as long as it's not Ohio State. I just don't want to see Ohio State win, <laughs> personally. Number one, I don't think they could do it. So if they get there in the first place, it's a fluke. Just like last year. Like last year, why do you why do you think Clemson shut them out 31 nothing? Why do you think Clemson beat them that bad? Because Ohio State shouldn't have been there in the first place. You know, they split games all season with Michigan and, and Penn State. Penn State won the Big Ten Championship, and they didn't get to go to the college football playoff. Like, that's how it's, that's the college football playoff is supposed to be designed for the best players from the Power Five conferences go to the college football playoff to decide who the best, best team is. And last year, they broke the rules so that they could, you know, suck Urban Meyer's dick and get Ohio State back into the college football playoff because they couldn't believe that somebody was better than them. And Penn State was. Penn State deserved to be there more than anybody else up there. So, I just hope that this year... There's no funny stuff going on, and I hope that I hope that somebody in the Big Ten easily runs away with it, which I guess it's going to have to be Penn State. I hope they run away with it and are able to beat everybody else. That way they can go. Of course, if the top four doesn't really change that much this season, we might see just the top four guys and no Big Ten teams going to the, uh, to the college football playoff, which I think would be great. SEC, ACC... Big 12 and the Pac-12, that would be great to have those four to have those four conferences represented in there. I think that would be great. Uh, just because, again, I mean, I don't think the Pac-12 is that good. Again, I don't think USC is that good. But I certainly don't think the Big Ten's capable of hanging with those teams. At least the top three. You know, maybe one of them would give would be able to give uh, USC a run. But I certainly don't think they could give anybody in the top three a run. I mean, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Clemson. I mean, Alabama and Clemson are playing like pro teams. Maybe Oklahoma's just having a good run. But Alabama and Clemson are playing like pro teams. So I don't think anybody in the country could beat them. And I'll be surprised if anybody does. You know, I mean, Alabama's already beat a top five, ten, top five team. Oklahoma's already beat a top five team. Um, I, don't, I don't know if Clemson has, but... The only reason Oklahoma's beat a top five team is because they had to beat Ohio State, which I don't think was much of a challenge for them. But still, whatever, still. We'll see as time goes on how, how it plays out. I just want the season to be good. I'm just I'm just glad every Saturday that there's football to watch, you know what I mean? But, you know, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. To be honest with you, as far as the NFL is concerned, it doesn't really matter to me as long as the Steelers are winning. I don't care how the rest of it shakes up. Just because I don't think that there's anybody in the NFC that can really pose that much of a threat, I, th I think really it's it's the it's the um, it's the AFC's Super Bowl to lose. It's the AFC's game to lose, you know. And I hope I I, I don't want to see the Patriots win. To be honest with you, I don't think anybody in the NFC can do it. But if the Patriots are, keep winning, I, I want to see the NFC win because I hate the Patriots just so much. I, I really do. And and to be honest with you, it really it's it's because of I I don't like them because of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I mean they're they're they are quite possibly the greatest coach and player combination ever. There's uh, there's uh, Tom Brady has a, a easy argument to be the best pro football player of all time because of his body of work and the championships. But I think Tom Brady owes all of his credit 
too. Obviously, he's got a work ethic, but he owes all. I think he he owes all of his credit, all of his his high level of playing to Bill Belichick because of the system. Because every because this is not all Tom Brady. Tom Brady has great work ethic. He does work hard, but it's not all Tom Brady. Tom Brady has always had great teams around him. You know. I, the first Super Bowl was probably because of the Patriots' defense, because they did have a good defense that won them that game. But really, it came down to the kicker. I can't remember who their kicker was. Maybe it was Vinatieri. Maybe it was Vanderjack. Something like that. I don't know who it was. But whoever their kicker was for that first Super Bowl that Tom Brady got, the first actually the first Super Bowl period for the Patriots, all came down to to a kick at the end. They should have never beat the Rams in the first place. Um. But, you know, nevertheless, whatever, they, they got the win. But they've always had good teams around Tom Brady that make him look better than he is because of the system, because of the system that Bill Belichick has right now. They're always capable of winning because they can always plug and play the right guys in. Bill Belichick's got an eye to, to be able to spot good talent to fit in his system. But at the end of the day, it's his system that is keeping him winning, you know. And so I think that there's a myth around Tom Brady right now that he's just like this magical player that's making something out of nothing. No matter who his team is, he can keep winning. When it's like, no, man, it's not his team. It's Bill Belichick's team. He's on it. You know what I mean? And so that's the thing. When Tom Brady retires or when Bill Belichick retires, if one of them has to go without the other, we'll see how good they really are personally. When Tom Brady retires, if Bill Belichick stays, I think they'll be fine. But if Bill Belichick retires before Tom Brady, which I'd be surprised if that happened, but if that does happen, they'll fall apart and people will realize how good Tom Brady really is because he needs a good coach and a good system. Because he's always had good receivers, you know, tight ends, wideouts, all that kind of stuff. He's always had good receivers and they always have a pretty decent defense every year, you know, but he, he always has great guys to throw, throw to. He's always got good receivers. He's always got good tight ends. He's always got good guys, you know, uh, good guys, you know, short field, short range throws, running backs. He can dump it off to everything like that. He always he's he's got that. Now I will say that Tom Brady is probably one of the more accurate QBs in NFL history, but him having these amazing targets to throw to, I think has sort of in, inflated the legend of Tom Brady more than anything that he has himself been capable of doing. But you know that's just me, and we'll have to see as it gets down the line, as it gets closer to the end of his career. How, how he maintains and how that happens. But I just want to see somebody win other than the Patriots, and I don't care who it is. I'd, I'd rather not see Green Bay win it, and I'd rather not see San Francisco win it. But anybody, I don't think it's going to happen for San Francisco anytime soon. Mm, mm. Actually, scratch that. I'm okay with Green Bay winning it. The Cowboys, the Cowboys... The Niners and the Patriots are the only teams I don't want to see win. Just because Niners, I, I don't, I don't want the Niners to win because I don't like Niners fans. If it really wasn't for Niners fans, I wouldn't mind them winning. Because I, 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 I love Joe Montana. I love Jerry Rice. Uh, you know, I love those squads. But these Niners fans, when Jim Harbaugh came and made that team good, Niners fans come out of nowhere talking about how they're the greatest team ever and stuff like that. Like, bandwagon fans, if I've ever seen them, you know. 
Like Niners fans coming out of nowhere, dude. I mean, these guys going into the, going reaching deep into the closet to pull out their Niners jerseys to to wear and act like they're they've been fans their whole life. You know, that's why I don't want to see them win, and I don't want to see Cowboys the Cowboys win just because again this, there's this joke they're they're good for the first time in 20 years and people want to act like it it never left, and it's like man you guys were garbage since Troy Aikman left. You know, you guys won those Super Bowls with Troy Aikman back in the 90s, and everybody acts like they're the greatest ever. I like they're, they're, if, and that's the thing. If anybody should be America's team, it should be the Patriots. If anybody's going to be America's team, it should be the Patriots. Because they've won, they've won five, since all this turmoil has happened in, in America, football has been the one thing that's really kept, that's united America. American sports is the only thing that unites us, to be honest with you. That's really all that we've got to keep us together. And the one team that's been dominating across all major sports more than anybody else is the Patriots. Same coach, same quarterback, seven, eight trips, five wins. Nobody has that kind, has that level of dominance right now. Nobody does. You know what I mean? A aside from maybe the Lakers, and but now the La the Lakers are no more. The Patriots are still going. The Lakers are done. You know. And so, if anybody's going to be America's team, it should be the Patriots. There's a stupid idea that the Cowboys are America's team. They're still the best. They're still out there doing it. It's like, man, you guys sucked ass for 20 years. And you're just now good. You're just now putting it together. And they're still finding a way to screw it up. They're still beating, the, they're, they're beating their wives in the offseason. They're getting arrested in the offseason. Or they, they go down the stretch and have a great season and they fuck it up in the playoffs and they let Aaron Rodgers throw a Hail, Hail Mary and beat him out of the playoffs. Just doing stupid shit to fuck it up. You know what I mean? Just any way they could do to, to lose it for them. So it's like, how are they America's team? They haven't won anything yet, you know? So I, I just, I want them to lose just to shut everybody up. Like I said, if anybody's America's team, it should be the Patriots, because they're the only ones who have done anything in the past 20 years worth mentioning. So, you know, well, but that's just my two cents about them, at least. So anybody but those three teams, Patriots, Cowboys, Niners, anybody could win it. I don't care. Green Bay could even win it. I would rather it be the, the Steelers that win it all over and over and over and over and over again. But, you know, obviously that's hard to maintain. They got a lot of Ben that's going out, and without Ben Roethlisberger, really their only hope is Josh Dobbs, and he's too young right now and doesn't have enough experience, I don't think. But, you know, you never know. He could totally make something of himself and make it happen. It would just, it would, it would surprise me if he came out early and really did it. But again, just like the thing with college football, there's a long season ahead of us. It's only week one. You know, my fantasy my fantasy team did terrible this year because pretty much everybody that I had on my team, all the star players played like garbage. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. was a was a game time decision. They let him go through game time uh, pregame warm ups before they decided that he wasn't going to be ready to play. So I was pretty pissed about that. I mean, I literally I scored 44 points. Yeah, I was projected to have 101, and I scored 44 points. There was a, Aaron Rodgers was the only player on my team to score over double over 10 points to have double digits. That was how bad it was. So, I'm hoping this week is a better week for me. I'm hoping that I can have a chance for a win. Maybe I'll get lucky, and somebody on my team will go off. But you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
I'm hoping for a, for a good win this week. Hoping, hoping guys on my team actually show up and make it happen, but we'll see. Again, it's a long season. A lot of things could happen. Uh, but fantasy and real world and college football, I just hope it's a good year. I've got a lot of hope for it. I, I got a lot of hope for the Steelers. I got a lot of hope for Kentucky. I really think that both of them have a, have a really reasonable chance to make something of their year, especially the Steelers. So... We'll see how it goes, though. We'll stay tuned with it. Obviously, there will be more talks about football as the season goes on. And then as we transition into basketball, there will be more talks then. The one interesting thing is going to be later in the year. You know, this is probably September is going to be the last month that I'm going to be able to really keep up with daily podcasts. Um, I'll probably do them early in the morning on my way to work in the morning but just because my workload is going to drastically change come October so it'll the these these episodes will will change as they go on so it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens how they shake up but as always guys I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up uh but but thanks for listening um if you have anything any any tips any tricks whatever what have you commentary um anything anything for me I always appreciate the feedback Hit me up on Twitter at the real da Perry. Give me what you got, and uh, stay classy, you guys. Have a great Tuesday. I know that I will. I'm eating teriyaki chicken for lunch. It's banging. But uh, you guys have a great day.